Come on. Hey, ladies. Hey, mom. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. This interview with Angela Yee was such a dream come true. As I told her as soon as she joined, like I've listened to her since I can remember on the radio. So it was really great to have her on Naked Beauty. She actually asked to be on the show, which is also very surreal to me, but she's just wonderful. I learned so much from her. She's like, gives me big, like cool big sister energy vibes. And Julian, who helps to work on the show, she's a student. She was even saying like, I felt because she was there for the recording. She was like, I felt like I was sitting in on like grown women's talk. And I was like, love that. This is also probably an episode. If you listen with like young children, maybe you don't want to have them around for this. We do get into topics like sex and drugs, but nothing crazy, nothing crazy. Angela is so easy to talk to and so much fun. So I know you guys are going to love this episode. I was so curious to hear from her. Like she's on the breakfast club every single morning. What is it like to have to one, get up at 4 a.m.? five days a week and to be on camera like every single day. That must be kind of daunting. It was great to get her perspective on that. And the other thing that we talked about was sugar addiction, which you guys know I really struggle with. And as we recorded, I was like in the midst of a really just that whole week was a wash. I did not eat well. I did not exercise the way I should have, but I am back on track. I am happy to report. And I've realized for me, like the key with my sugar addiction is I can't have like even a little bit, like some people are really good at saying, okay, I'm going to have a fourth of the dessert or half of the dessert and nothing more, or I'm just going to eat a lot of fruit. Like once my system experiences sugar, it just wants more. So I have to do like cold turkey. So I've been doing that for the past week and it's actually been fine. Like the first three days were really, really hard and now it's the weekend. So I'm hoping I can like sustain and push through and still continue to avoid sugar. I'm going to a wedding. There will be wedding cake. So I'm really nervous about that. But I think I've been so on track. The scale has been my friend this week. Like I'm losing weight, which is good because I was really overindulging. Like the past two weeks was honestly ridiculous. It's not even Thanksgiving yet and I'm already like overeating. So I'm happy that I'm back on track. I want to thank Angela for her honesty and candor throughout the interview. She was just, again, so great to talk to. As always, please rate and review the podcast if you haven't had a chance to. If this is your first time listening to Naked Beauty, please take the time to subscribe. New episodes every single Monday. And join the community on Instagram. We're at Naked Beauty Planet. That's the Instagram account. I'm at Brooke DeVard on all social platforms. And while you're listening, take a screenshot. Let me know your thoughts. Tag at Naked Beauty Planet. I always love seeing when you guys are listening, how you're listening. It gives me so much joy. Thank you for all of the love and support, and let's get into the episode. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. 
experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Know what the ladies like. Need a man that's polite. Listen, I am here with V. Angela Yee. Well, hello, Brooke. It's very surreal to be talking with you because I've listened to you. I think I told you this when we did our panel since I was, since you were on Shade 45. Well, that's a long time ago. I have respect when people know me from Shade 45. Yes. And I should not have been listening to lip service then. I was too young, <laughs> but I was definitely listening. But you've just been such an icon. And even when I think about when you did your podcast lip service, that was like right around the time I started. Oh. And it was a big part of, because I was like, I love hearing women talk. Right. Without men, just like hearing. And there weren't many podcasts hosted by women talking to women. Yeah, I think for me, it is very therapeutic because you Mm got to think I'm on the air with two guys (laughs) who are, yeah, every single day. So for me, it's kind of like, ooh, let me out of here. And it's also an opportunity for people to actually hear me talk and hear a different side of me than they hear on The Breakfast Club. I think on The Breakfast Club, I'm always really consumed with like, I have to present these stories and then they weigh in on them and then they ask me questions and I'm like, why am I the only person that has to do the research? That is a great question because you're always so prepared and like you listen to the artist's music. Like I think you guys had Lizzo on recently. and I love Lizzo. I know, but the guys hadn't even heard. They were like, oh, we're not familiar with your music. And I'm like, how? I just don't understand. Yeah, but you knew she was coming, right? And it's funny to me, the <laughs> other day, I remember I was doing a news story that had just broke and there weren't a lot of details about it yet, but I, I can't remember what it was. But um the guys kept asking me all these questions and they have the same stories that I do. Yeah. So they're asking me all these questions and I'm like, well, I don't, you know, this just came out. I don't know. And some girl put on... Instagram. I hate that Angela didn't know the details. Like that's just, I'm like, do you hate that they didn't know? And right. they're asking me all these questions. Like, um, I know. Yeah. I'm Held like, to a different we're standard. all here in the same space doing the same thing. Why am I the only one that's expected to know all the information? Because I think that's what we've come to expect from you. And we kind of know that DJ Envy and Charlemagne aren't going to have, <laughs> but I love the dynamic between you three. I love the Breakfast Club. It's just, I feel like it's a cultural institution. Like it means so much to the culture. Right. No, you know, and it took a long time for us to get to that space. Yes. And I think also part of it and being in that space is there's a lot of criticism, you know, that comes with it. Like if somebody says something wrong or this happens, Mm -hmm. like we definitely get it both ways. There's people that are really excited when we break things, but then... People can turn on you quick, but then they all turn back quick, too. It just depends. Yes. The trans conversation that was opened up with having Janet Mock on was mm-hmm. like a big, big moment as well. Yeah. And that was interesting to me, too, because I also felt like they definitely should have read her book. Oh, you definitely. Know, I brought her up there because I did her book for my book club. Mm. And I was like, look, there's a lot of misinformation out there about Absolutely. the trans community. And so I personally was like, I would love to have Janet Mock on The wow. Breakfast Club. Yeah. So I brought her up there for that purpose. And the conversation went left. <laughs> and I did feel like, you know, I sympathize with Janet Mock for being in that space and having to. Yeah. And I felt like y'all should have at least read this book or did some research. Yeah. And so sometimes it's difficult. But, um, you know, I think. The other hard thing is that there are people who have a lot of questions. And so they'll look at it like, well, we're asking questions from the point of view of people who really don't know anything and have these really basic questions. But 
We got to be a little bit more authoritative than that sometimes, yes. I think. Well, thank God you're there on the show. <laughs> but, you know, it was, yeah, that was a, a, a tough one because I think the, it was the after effects. Cause I feel like she was okay mm-hmm. when she was there, but then I think, you know, it was after. All the drama after. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm excited to talk to you about beauty is because I feel like you're the epitome of stay ready so you never have to get ready. Huh. You know that saying? Like, even we were supposed to do the interview at two weeks ago and you were like, oh, I have to fly to do a shoot. Am I allowed to say what it was? Oh, yeah, it was for, yeah, you can. For Empire. I was like, oh, casual. I think that's fine enough for you to reschedule. But like you at any moment's notice could be booked for something, have to be on camera. So you can't be like, oh, I, I have to like get my skin together, get my body. Like you just have to always stay. I'm definitely not always. And let me tell you what, I love not having makeup on and really being at home and chilling. And it's like, yes. <laughs> it is true that every day I do at work. We have makeup because we're on Revolt every day. Right. So do you get your makeup professionally done every morning? Yes. Every okay. morning I have my makeup artist. Shout out to Sandra Dean. Okay. Because she gets up with me every single morning and she's there. She has not missed a day. She has not been late. Not wow. once. And what you know, time do you start? That is, we start. I get there earlier than everybody. Because, of course. <laughs> yeah. A, because I have makeup and B, because that's when I start doing show prep. So I come in early. So okay. the first segment we have is front page news. So I'm prepping like 10 different stories for front yes. page news. So okay. I come in, go over the stories, listen to the audio. Or while I'm doing my makeup. Oh, wow. And so that's why I come in early every day. And so I get there maybe around like 520. <sighs> yeah. yeah. And you wake up at 4. Yeah, I wake up at 4, get there at 520. And that's why sometimes people will be like, Angela's hair is not done yet because I just... <laughs> But your hair is always okay. done. Your hair is always, I feel like you're mm. the queen of like the slick, like the high, high bun, slicked back high bun. That's like yeah. your signature. Listen, I love a bun. If I could have my hair in a bun every day, I would like, I love having braids. If I could have yes. braids, I love that. But I also am not good at keeping my hair like in braids or in a weave because you just feel like you want to get to I your scalp. scalp. Yes. yes I, I feel can that. do it for a little while, but I'm like, people hate when I get a weave because I leave it in for like a week and a half and then I take it out. Take it out. And that is a waste. And I got to do better because I'm sure you're going to really good people and spending a lot of money on yeah, it. Yeah, and I got to do better. <laughs> so you, so you get your makeup done every single morning. Do you basically get like, are you like, oh, I want this look today, or or do you just say, just I, I let trust her do you? It. Okay, I let her do it. And what's great is she makes her own like. I think my signature thing has always been lip color because I love mm-hmm. color on my lips. Yes. It looks and great so, on you. Thank you. And I just love like bright, bold colors. I feel like that does wake me up. So she made her own palette of lip colors by mixing oh, wow. different ones. So people will be like, what color is that? And I'm like, I don't know. You got to ask. She mixes it. Yeah, she mixes everything together. That's amazing. Do you even buy makeup? You probably just get everything sent to you. Yeah, I don't really ever buy makeup. <laughs> Skincare? I'm not going to lie. I don't. Skincare, yes. Because I don't necessarily get stuff sent to me. Like I've had, um, first of all, I get facials at least like I try, I would love to get a facial every month, but I get it like once every two months. Okay. Yeah. Because I just don't have time. So I have this woman and, um, she has a spa called Haven in Brooklyn. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gone there and I go to Demai Urban Spa in Brooklyn in Park Slope. Okay. Which I love also. And, you know, I like to switch it up. Like I do microdermabrasion every few months, not too much. Um, I like to do like the, um, the chemical peel. Yeah. But wait, no, it's not a chemical pill. It's a, um, what do they call it? Like a vitamin pill or something like that? I don't know that. It's I know not a chemical a, pill. It's, yeah, it's not a chemical pill. It's like a vitamin something. And then I do, um, the light. Oh, the, um, LED light yeah, facials. Yeah, LED light. I've done that before too. It doesn't I don't know if it, that does anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wary of that one. People swear by it though. Yeah. See, they told me you could buy the light for yourself at and home. use it at home and I use know. it like 15 minutes a night. 
I know. Some I don't know if I'm that dedicated. Exactly. The thing that's interesting to me, you look so youthful and glowy and radiant and like healthy and beautiful. It's probably all the juice you're drinking from your juice bars. <laughs> but people always talk about how lack of sleep, like sleep deprivation over uh, time ages you. But like, I know you don't sleep, but you look so young. I definitely need to get more sleep and I would love to. That would be like a goal of mine. How many life. hours are you getting? I probably sleep maybe four and a half hours a night wow. to five hours. Yeah. That's and crazy. It, and I would love to. That's like always on every single year. I'm like, that's going to be what I'm doing this year. I'm getting more sleep. But I do think it's also diet. Like I definitely, I haven't had red meat in 26 years. I know. I think that helps. I don't eat pork at all. I haven't had that since I was like in elementary school. Okay. And I don't even eat seafood. I've never had seafood in my life. Really? Except for tuna fish and a can with mayonnaise (laughs) when I was younger. (laughs) So you have a really, really healthy diet. Uh, I think, I do think that not, cause right now, like with chicken, I still eat that. Okay. But I don't eat it as much. Like okay. I try to only eat it two or three times a week once yeah. that day. And I always see you with your fresh juice in the morning. The juices help, the fresh fruits and vegetables yeah. and drink lots of water. So I try to live by those things. And yes. I think tequila is really good for your skin also. <laughs> Definitely good for your spirit. <laughs> So how do you feel when you're on vacation? Like when you have had time to rest, like, do you feel like, wow, I feel like a different person? You know, it's interesting for me. Vacation. I love vacations where I don't have to do anything. Mm. Like if I could, I would just lay outside, chill. And I tend to go on vacations with my friends a lot. And they like to be like very active. Turn up. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. And I'm always like, guys, like, I don't want to do all that. I do this all the time. I don't, I want, but then sometimes I feel obligated. Like, all right, I got to go do this because my girls are here. Yep. And I, I do have fun when I force myself to go out. Yeah. When I don't need to, I definitely do have a good time. But sometimes I'm like, all I want to do is sleep. Yeah, you know, I, and just relax and I read a that. book and have a drink. I feel that you have to do a spa vacation next time. Just have go. I'll go to like Canyon Ranch or something. Listen, I'm down for it. Anything that is like peaceful. I want to do one of those vacations where you do yoga and meditate. Yes. Hiking. Yes. I would love that. But I don't know if any of my girls are down with that. <laughs> They'd sneak off the property and yeah, go somewhere I else. I think like, you know, we're just in different areas of life. Like one of my friends mm-hmm. is a lawyer, so she doesn't get to do that too often. Like my other friend is a real estate and she's married. Mm-hmm. So for them, it's like, okay, I'm breaking away from yeah. my norm. To me, it's like, the norm is the opposite. The norm is the party turn up and mm-hmm. you want to relax. Right. Do you think a lot of also why you look so great is genetics? Like, does your mom have amazing skin? Yeah, my mom has good skin and so does my dad. Now that I think about it. And my yeah. dad got a full head of hair still. Okay. See, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like, it's like people have like their things, but it's always comes down to genetics. Yeah. You know, black don't crack too. I know. And then my dad is Asian and Asian people tend to look young also. So you have, the, so the you have a double, yeah. you have a double barrier to aging. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it is because my parents definitely don't look their age. How old are your parents? My mom is. She's exactly 20 years older than my brother. So she is, she's like 65. Okay. Yeah, she's 65. She just turned 65. And she looks much younger. Yeah, she don't look it at all. And my dad is like 68. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they look young. Yeah, and they both still work like full time. My mom has two jobs. My mom works seven days a week. Okay, so the work ethic came from your parents. Yeah, my mom works, my dad has a terrible work ethic, but my (laughs) mom works (laughs) seven days a week. So, and she's been doing that since I was a kid. And you grew up here in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So you're like a New Yorker, born and raised. I I heard an interview with you where you said you used to be bad. Like you, I see, because to me, you're just like this sweet, demure, like you follow the rules, but you weren't always 
Oh my gosh, I was a terror when I was young. <laughs> I, I can't feel bad this. about it now that I look at what I put my parents through. I think, I, and I'll say this, like I don't think my parents that I would be successful in life. I was smart when I was young. I was in all those like programs for yeah. really gifted kids without really making an effort. Right. You know, like my brother was smart and my brother is a genius. He went to Brown University. Okay. He does like all this like. I don't even know what he does, but it has to do with like web stuff and 3D and I don't even know. Okay. I can't even explain it. Yes. But he has like big clients, like he's done stuff with like American Express and he did Bronx Zoo and like all that. I don't even, I have a conversation with him. I don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) But for me, I think when I was younger, I was very like into hanging out. I just wanted to be outside. I wanted to be with my girls. I lied to my parents all the time. I was running around with my boyfriends, like even... When I had a boyfriend when I was in high school, right? So the the guy I lost my virginity to, I was with from when I was really young. And when I moved, we moved from Brooklyn to Jersey. Okay. When I was in 10th grade. So I lost my virginity to him right before we moved just because I felt like obligated. Yeah, we're going to be separated. But I hated it and I like didn't mess with him again after that. But we were together for like three years before that. So then I moved and the next boyfriend I had... I wouldn't have sex with him. And he would always be like, if you don't have sex with me, we're going to break up. He would say that every single time we saw each other. And I would literally like go to his house. I would spend the night at his house and I was in high school still. And my mom would have no idea where I was. Where'd you say you were? Like a friend's house. (laughs) And his mom would let me sleep in the bed with him and everything. And she would be like, she ain't having sex with you. I already know that. So I'm fine with it. And I wouldn't like I didn't. So just because I had a bad experience the first time. It made you. And I was like, this is whack. I'm not doing it again. And I didn't want to do it again. And so, you know, he stuck through it. He kept threatening to break up with me. <laughs> like literally yeah. every time. Like next time we together, if we don't have sex, I'm breaking up. And I'd be like, all right. <laughs> Call his bluff. Mm-hmm. But it's in- it's interesting because when I listen to you on lip service, and I've been listening from the very, very beginning. Like I reached out to Chris Moreau like in 2016 and I was like, I love all the loudspeakers content, but I especially love lip service because these oh, conversations aren't happening. But it's interesting because I feel like you're pretty, I don't want to say you're prude, but I feel like out of the, out of out the of cast, us. you're pretty reserved. Yes. And they always shame me for that. <laughs> you know what? I always say this, like for me, there's things like, look, I've, there are certain things that I know I don't like. Like, I want to like things, but I don't. But I will say that, like, what I do do, I'm good at. Like, oh, if okay. I'm, yes. I got you. Like, am I good at sex? Yes, I definitely feel like I am. I haven't had any complaints. <laughs> and or all of that, I'm good at. But when it comes to, like, other things, like, do I dress up and do all of that? No, I haven't. But I've never been with a guy who really has wanted me to do that. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of guys are a lot more vanilla. Then I totally agree. Right? Because I haven't really had too many guys that have, like, I've had one guy try to make me eat his butt. (laughs) (laughs) That was only one time somebody tried to make me do that. And then I think, like, one time a guy wanted me to spit in his mouth. But it's not like guys. It's an outlier. I don't feel like they really are like that. I feel like they're a lot more vanilla than we are. Yeah, I would agree. I think women have very active imaginations. Mm -hmm. So like we think of all these crazy things. And yeah, I totally feel that. Another thing, though, that I love that you talk about, you talked about in your most recent episode, plastic surgery, Mm -hmm. because a lot of the women that you have on the show and even some of your co-hosts are very open about the fact that they've had work done. Yes. And you at least appear to me to be very like natural. Yes, I haven't had anything done. Right. But you're I, I feel like you're so sur- like you're in this industry where like everyone gets their body done. Like, has it been hard for you to I mean, you, you look amazing and perfect. There's, you don't have to get anything done. But have you ever <laughs> felt that pressure to even think about it? I 
have never considered it only because I don't, I'm nervous. Like, yeah. I would be too scared to right. even, I don't want to do no type of unnecessary surgery. Exactly. And that's the real reason, because I also feel like I don't know what the long-term effects of things are. So that's the reason why. Like, I'm not judgmental of it, because mm-hmm. I see how it has helped people. And not to say that, like, five years from now, I might be like, listen, I hate these bags under my eyes. Like, maybe I want to do something about it. And uh, I have, you have no bags under your no, eyes, No, I definitely for the do. Trust me. Like, and I do feel like that if there's anything I want to do, that's one thing you know are there parts of my body that like yes I feel like this too I've been doing this for so long that if I all all of a sudden came in with like a big tits and a big ass people would be like damn (laughs) and I feel like surgery should kind of be more subtle like if you want to do it yeah that's how I feel it should be like natural looking and so I feel like if I did that and listen I also think this like if I have a kid I might decide, like, after breastfeeding, mm. I want to get a lift. I want to get my breast done. Right. And I completely, like, feel like if that's going to give you more confidence and make you feel right. better, because your body's not the same after that. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't rule it out. I just yeah. feel like, I don't feel like what I do is based on how I look. Yeah. Well, yes, I agree, because you bring a lot of substance. But I do think the fact that you're beautiful helps a lot, right? Because you. Like, you think I'm beautiful. Of course. I mean, <laughs> there's, I mean, we all heard the Gucci man ridiculousness mm-hmm. when he was trying to I say that you, yeah. Now, Gucci man came up here before and said Angela Yee was on his beep. Let's hear it. You know, because we, we had already had a history. Yeah, you smash Angela Yee, girl? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, of course not. Why is it, of course not? Man. I'm saying, come on, guys. She didn't try it. Okay. She didn't try it. Right. Right. <laughs> She's on my back. Oh, okay. That is a lie. Okay. That is not lying. No, we was cool. I was not on your. Stop you it. You did used to be texting me what hotel you was in. Oh, that is a lie. Never. You must got me confused with somebody else. But I think, you know, a lot of the guys are clearly very enamored with you when they come on the show and like, you look great. We all love following you on Instagram. We love seeing your look. So it, I don't think it hurts. And the fact that radio, like this is a radio syndicated show that you're on, but YouTube is a huge part of the Breakfast Club, yes, right? Yes. And you know, it's interesting when we first started and, and putting our interviews out, they would shut down all the YouTube content like that people were posting. And there was one YouTube user that was posting like all Breakfast Club videos that had all these followers and yeah, was popping. Of course. And we were like, y'all have to embrace YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Don't fight it. Yeah. Don't fight it. Yeah. Like stop shutting everybody down. Exactly. Have our own YouTube page. Exactly. And so now they do. Yeah. And you know, we have like over 4 million followers. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's on crazy. YouTube. So, you know, I think sometimes with these big corporations, like even when I worked at Sirius, yes. when I started out, they didn't embrace videotaping content like I think of all these I had some really classic interviews mm. that there were things I videotaped myself and I just found a, a box of like the mini DV tapes oh, really oh, what's it, what's in there girl let I me tell you love something to know. there's some really like I mean I have interviews with Nipsey oh wow with um Nicki Minaj wow early Nicki Solange Ooh. Like some really, really good ones that I'm like, all right. But the vi- the camera work wasn't that great because it was like, I bought a camera. But you know what? It doesn't really even matter. Yeah. Know. I bought a cheap camera. I didn't have no money. And I had like, you know, somebody that worked with us just film it. And then it would take him like four weeks to finally give me the <laughs> the footage and we would like chop it up and put it online. But, you know, I think that stuff is pretty classic. But when I was at Sirius, they tried to shut it down. They were like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you can't give away this content. Da, yeah. da, da, da. And I think they just don't see the vision of like how much 
putting out that content can yeah. help people want to subscribe. Absolutely. I used to work at Viacom and it was the same thing, like just this fight and battle mm-hmm. against the internet and how people were consuming content. Right. And now everybody's like, we got to go digital. I know. I know. (laughs) It's also, I feel like podcasting is still pretty new. Mm -hmm. Like I started in 2016 and I felt like I was late then. Now 2019, I'm like, oh, this was, but it's still early days. Don't you think way more people are going to have podcasts in the next few years? Yeah. And I think, you know, the way that it is, is only the consistent and the strong will survive. Yes. Because it's hard for people. I think when they first are getting started and they don't have the following, they should anticipate. Yeah. And like I was talking to one of my friends and she was saying, you know, somebody told me that according to my numbers, my podcast should have made $200,000. And I'm like, girl, (laughs) girl, that's a lot of money. I don't know who told you that, but it's unrealistic. And I think that you can't podcast for the sake of wanting to make money. Of course not. Because... You know, we see all these stories of people who have YouTube pages or who have okay. podcasts and yeah. they're I making mean, all this money. Joe and, Rogan, who's been doing it for 10, you know. Right. And has a billion followers. It's just a different. Yeah. Right. So you have to work to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And you might not get to that point, but your level of success might be different. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I can still remember when you guys first started getting ads on lip service. You had like a <laughs> coconut oil brand that you were yes. starting to talk about. <laughs> I have so I know everyone asks you for advice in your personal life with Ask Ye, but I would love your advice on this because I I just so my podcast comes out on Mondays and I just listened to Monday's episode and I have I do ads but they mm-hmm. get dynamically inserted and there were like three ads in a row. Of course, it's great to monetize, but I was like, like it made me feel like oof, like right. people are gonna companies yeah. I believe in and their discount codes. But I was just like, I don't like I'm I'm having trouble mm-hmm. moving embracing the monetization and embracing the ads. Like, I feel like it's a turnoff. I also think, though, that people who are listening and support you want you to make money. Mm, that's and they true. should understand, like, we watch television that's and there's true. ads on TV. True, true. And even on apps, like with streaming services, if you don't want to pay for the, yep. it's free. Like, I'm right. giving you free content. True. So, yeah, you want me to live. I got to pay for this studio time. Exactly. You know, I got to yeah. pay to get this put together. I got to pay for this producer. I got to put it out. Like people should respect the fact that you need to yeah. make money to okay. make this happen so I can give you this free content. Yes. OK, thank you for that advice. Because there's actually platforms now like Luminary that have mm, podcasts that yeah. you have to pay for the service. Right. But there's no ads on it. Right. So it's kind of like the Netflix of podcasts. Yeah. So I'm giving you this free stuff. So you're going to listen to these ads. <laughs> right. Right. And I'd and rather reach, hopefully buy something and hopefully buy something. <laughs> but I'd rather reach more people and not have it be gated. Right. And just you can listen, you're giving the them free content. Yeah. Like who can complain about that? OK, I appreciate that. See, you're, you give great advice. Even on YouTube, people, there's ads on YouTube. Right. And sometimes it'd be like five ads and you're like, damn, you know, I but know. at the end of the day, when people want to hear and they're loyal, they're True. OK with it. True. You give great advice. And you, I know you've said that you always were that person, even growing up, people came to you for advice. Do people come to you for beauty advice ever? Self-esteem um, stuff as well? I think self-esteem stuff, yes. Beauty advice. People do tell me that I have good skin. Like, oh, you what's do. your skin regimen? Yeah. Thank you. But I, you know, I think like I'm very simple when it comes to that. First yeah, of all, what's I, your routine? So I use Dermalogica microfoliant. Okay. The Oh, the micro exfoliant. Yeah. I yep. use that every day in the shower. In okay. The morning. I also use the SkinCeuticals. I love SkinCeuticals. It, yeah. This, is it called Floritin? See, I'm not a beauty expert at all. Oh, I don't but know. But I use that okay. every single day. Is it like a serum? Or? Yeah. Okay. It's a serum. Okay. And then I use Lemire. 
Oh, okay. You're fancy. <laughs> so La Mer, which is very expensive. Do you think it's worth the price tag? It works for me. Yeah. You know, and, and it lasts a long time. Okay. So I will say it might cost $290 or whatever, but it'll last you like six months. Yeah. But I'm sure they're sending it to you now. No. What? Okay. But I know I someone d- at La Mer who does marketing. Estee Lauder. Okay. But I do get a half price from okay. people that work there. Okay. So that's fine. But I also, I think it's worth it. Like it lasts for a really long time. Okay. And so that's why I say it's worth it. It lasts. It lasts mm-hmm. and a little goes a long way. Yeah, like I've had the one that I've had now and I don't like sometimes I switch it up too. Yeah. I'm also of the thought, and I don't know if this is true, you can tell me. Yes. That if you use the same thing every single day. Your skin gets used to it. Yeah. And yeah, you should switch it up. I do think there's some truths to that. Mm-hmm. I always rotate products. Like yeah, I don't so do that's what I'm thing. saying. I do rotate yeah. my yeah. products sometimes. So Yes. <laughs> and so when it comes to self-esteem and because I, I feel like you, you're such a great champion for women and knowing their worth, especially when it comes to business and relationships. How do you think people can tap into self-esteem to feel more confident? Like what, what advice do you give for people struggling with that? I think that the best thing for your confidence is to be prepared. Right. Mm. In any situation. So if that means, like you said, you know, today we had, um, Centoya on. Okay. And I made sure I read her book before yep. she came on the show. It gives you more confidence when you're mm-hmm. speaking to people. I think just knowing what's going on in the world and being able to have a great conversation. Yeah. It's something that always makes you feel confident. Yeah. It's you know? more like mental preparation. Yeah. So I think that helps when you feel, sometimes we feel intimidated because we don't feel like we're smart enough. Mm. Yep. And I think that's okay too. It's okay to not know things. Yeah. It's okay to say you're wrong. Right. You know, and it's okay to, none of us are perfect. Yeah. And so I think we also always love like imperfections and people because True. we're all imperfect people. Yes. So I think it's important to embrace our insecurities. Like even a show like Insecure. Yes. That was helpful to me because I know there's so many times where I feel like awkward. Yep. In situations and. I'm still not that great at public speaking. Like I will have to get up and talk. You're great at speaking. But not public speaking where it's just me talking. Like giving a keynote presentation. Right. I'm sure you're a lot better than you think you are, but okay. It's still hard for me. It makes you nervous. I still get nervous. There's no one asking me questions. Am I rambling? Mm, Right. And it's not easy. And so for me, it's okay to embrace your awkwardness at times because I think that as long as that awkwardness isn't you not caring like, it's right. not that I feel awkward because I didn't prepare because I didn't care enough. Right. It's more like I'm nervous. So, you know. Right. It is what it is. And as mm-hmm. long as you're being yourself, you can't mess up. And then I think being real as far as telling real stories about yourself. Yes. That really helps when you're able to connect with people because you can say, look, let me tell you something. I was a terror when I was younger. Right. And this is the truth. Like, I stole my parents' car when I was 15, <laughs> crashed it twice, put it back in the garage like yeah. nothing happened. Oh my, my parents couldn't even put me on punishment. Because they would try and I didn't care. Like, I just did what I wanted to do. I had parties at my house. My parents would go upstairs and go to bed at night. And as soon as they went to bed, open the back door, everybody come in the house. Oh, my God. And we having silent parties. Oh, my God. I I remember hearing you smoke cigarettes at eight. Yes. When I was eight (laughs) years old, my so I had a friend that lived across the street. And her name was Kathy. (laughs) 
Hi, Kathy. And so that was like my homegirl. She was a year older than me and she had an older sister. But I would always go over her house because her parents were like super do whatever you want. So I would go over her house and I remember her dad was a serial smoker. He actually ended up dying from lung cancer. And even while he was really, really sick, because I loved her family, we he would still send us to the store to get his cigarettes. And we were little kids, like eight years old, going to the corner store, getting a carton of cigarettes. They knew it was for her dad. Right. So one day we went and got it and we just took a pack and we were like, let's go smoke this. <laughs> and we really went to the parking lot at Sears and smoked a whole entire pack of cigarettes. We just sat outside and <laughs> smoked cigarettes. Oh, my God. And I, I didn't even like it. Right. I just did it. Right. Like, just just because, to be bad. Yeah. And now you've, and you haven't smoked since. I haven't smoked since. Like, yeah. it's disgusting. Okay, good to get it out of the way. Yeah. And I think that sometimes for parents, like if you're really strict, sometimes you have to let your kids make mistakes. Be bad. Yeah. I always think about this girl I was friends with when I was younger and her parents were psychiatrists Mm. and they were so strict with her. And she was the worst, right? She wasn't allowed to do anything and she couldn't. But now she's like after we graduated, Uh, she was the worst. Back then her life was so stifled. Yeah. And my parents gave me so much freedom, too, that by the time I went to college. I didn't, it wasn't like, woohoo, I'm in college, yes. I'm out, I could do what I want. Yeah. I already was doing what I wanted. Right. Remind me where you went to school again. I know you went. Wesleyan. To a great school. Yes, Wesleyan, which yeah, is very liberal and like. Super liberal. Yeah. I feel like they were like amongst the first schools to have gender nonconforming like bathrooms, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So they had a whole dorm for like. <laughs> really? And did what you... was it called? Eclectic. It was called the Eclectic House. Did you thrive in this environment? Yeah, I think Wesleyan was a great um, experience for me just because, you know, people always talk about how open-minded I am, right? right? I am super liberal, super open-minded. And I think part of that is growing up in New York. Mm-hmm. Part of that is knowing different types of people. Right. And I think that we can't shame people for having whatever biases they have mm-hmm. or ignorances that they have because they don't really know it. Right. You know, for myself, like I was able to be around all different kinds of people. I knew gay people from when I was young. That's why when people act like being gay is a choice and you cannot be gay. I knew people when I was in kindergarten that were gay. Clearly you were gay. Right. they were, you right. know, and they are gay. Right. And it's like, it's not like somebody made a choice or the right. person, you know, kids, they didn't come out. It just was, oh, okay, he's right. gay. Right. And it wasn't a big deal to me ever. You know, I just think, and even just aside from that, just even being in college at Wesleyan and being accepting of all kinds of people, I just, mm-hmm. and being in New York, like you see anything in New York. Everything. So everything. you just like, sometimes are just so numb. Yeah. It just is what it is. Like, yeah. if it doesn't affect me, what do I care? Exactly. You just let people do what they want mm-hmm. and it's nothing to do with you. So it seems like you got your work ethic from your mom. Mm-hmm. But you are also so kind, right? Your kindness, where did that come from? Is it just something that you've always been in tune with? Just this idea of just treat, you just treat people so well and you're so clearly positive and kind. And Well, thank you. Yeah. I think I feel like I'm so blessed. Mm. I don't have any reason to not be nice. And I listen, I have people around me that work with me that have bad tempers. And they'll all tell you, like, Angela has calmed me down a lot Mm. from even me driving, like being impatient. I'm like, it's not a big deal. Right. I'm going to get all mad and get myself worked up. And I think that being nasty, being rude only hurts you more than it hurts anybody else. Right. You know, and so there's definitely times that it does call for you to like going on somebody mm-hmm. and that can happen. And I think when that happens, it's like, you really push me. People know if Angela's mad and I made her mad, it's because yeah. I pushed it to the point of no return. It's yeah. not easy for me to get mad. Yeah. There's not a lot of people in this world that I don't like. Right. 
And so, and I am, I am a forgiving person when it comes down to it. But yeah, I just think that if your life is really going well, or if you want your life to go well, because it's not, right? it is really beneficial. I think of people that, you know, will come up to me all the time and be like, oh, I remember when I met you 10 years ago. And I might not remember it, right? but it affects people. Like of I course. think- that for me, even people email me questions all the time, like for Ask Yee. Yes. And if they don't make it on the air, I'll still email people back, talk to them. And even little wow. things like that can mean so much to somebody. Of just to be like, okay, like one woman sent me pictures of herself. Her boyfriend was abusing her. She was all beat up. She had bruises all over her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, girl, you got to move out of that house. Get your own place. Yep. It's not going to get better. Get a restraining order. Yep. And she did all of those things. And I don't think that if one of her friends said to do it, she would have did it. But I think right. because I was communicating with her, mm-hmm. it really helped her. And if you can help individuals like that just right. by speaking to them. And sometimes people need an outside person. Sometimes yeah. people need someone they listen to on the radio Yes, that they look at as like, oh, she's a celebrity. And right. I don't look at it like that, but they might look at it like, oh, wow, that's Angela Yee. And she told me to do this. I got to really do it. If I can help, like that's exciting to me more than anything. That's amazing that you have that point of view. And even in, I think that I can tell also the celebrities that come on the show. I feel like you have a good radar for who's a good person. Right. And I feel like you connect, like the people that are sending out good positive vibes. Like I feel like you guys have like a connection almost. Like I feel like even hearing you with Chelsea Handler, like I, I really appreciate, I feel like you guys vibe so well. Like I feel like you just connect with like, like good people attract other good people. Yeah. And you know, Chelsea Handler is somebody that I look at her career and I told her this. I was like, people will be like, Oh, don't you want to be the next Oprah? And listen, everybody respects and loves Oprah, but I'm more Chelsea Handler. Like I've got a filthy mouth and (laughs) I I joke around a lot and I want to be able to be like not so politically correct in things. Right. And so, you know, I told her that because that was the only person, the woman that I saw that was kind of like in that space with her talk show yes, and being able to say like off the wall, crazy things and to be sexual and all of that. And people embraced her for that and also hated her for it. Right. You know, it is what it is. It's a double edged sword. But I think for her to have done my podcast was huge for me. And it was her publicist to hit us up. Like, really? Yeah. Chelsea wants that. to come and do lip service. And I was like, what? She even knows what that is. Yeah. And that was really, really dope to me. And we're supposed to do drugs together at some point. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen that Netflix yes. where she does ayahuasca? So she wants to do another one. Oh, my God. You have to be on that. I'm nervous. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but you should do it <laughs> just for the content. You gotta tell me to do it because I'm gonna get to enjoy watching it. But yeah. So if Chelsea was like, "Brick, I need you to come," you yeah. gotta do it. I'm yeah, maybe, maybe. I re- I respect Chelsea a lot. Have I- you ever tried anything? You know what? I am pretty like nerd, like pretty not straight- even shrooms. Actually, I have tried. There you go. You're not a I nerd. Did, but it was microdosing, and I was like, I don't. Feel, I'm a microdoser. It's I didn't okay. Feel anything. That's fine. I am definitely a microdoser because I don't smoke really. Yes. And okay. gummies will have me like... It's too much. Right. It's Edibles are not the vibe for me. So I think that... And I'm a fan of if you're going to try something, just do a little, 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 bit. little bit. Yeah. A little bit. And okay. See. So, okay, you could do it. I'm going to yeah. put you down. For yeah. Put, sign me up with Chelsea. <laughs> who, who have been... In terms of like beauty, like I like even when Amanda Seals is on the show, like Mm -hmm. I it's so refreshing to see someone who comes in as like a natural beauty, like she's wearing her natural hair. It's just like and even I can see in the YouTube comments, people will be like, wow, this is like refreshing and different. Mm -hmm. Are there women that like when they come on the show or even men when they come on Breakfast Club, 
you're like, wow, like you're gorgeous. You know who I saw that looked amazing and it just popped into my head? Um, Regina Hall. Oh, I was catching gorgeous. a flight early in the morning to New Orleans to Essence Festival. She didn't have on any makeup. Yeah. She was in her sweats and she was like, hey girl. And I was like, oh my God, Regina Hall. She looked amazing. I could see that. And I was like, okay, like just things like that. I think Sanaa Lathan, Gabrielle Union, just to see, see people who can just hang out and like, obviously makeup is an accessory, right? Right. And you look polished and great and all your quote unquote flaws are covered up when you use makeup. But when you can look great without makeup and be like, mm-hmm. okay. And I think Alicia Keys has been like a big proponent Absolutely. of that also. Absolutely. The, you the know, no makeup. I'm a fan of the no makeup makeup too. Oh yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's like a trick. That's like a trick basically. Cause right. it's like you're beat, but. It looks I'm, like I'm you're. I'm a, a fan of tinted moisturizer. Ooh, which tinted moisturizers do you like? NARS. Oh, uh, I love NARS products. And yes, and MAC, I use their tinted moisturizer. Okay. So it's just like, I like the idea of just having like a little tinted moisturizer that gives you like really light, light coverage mm-hmm. and not too crazy. I, you know what I hate about makeup? Like when you give somebody a hug and it ends up like on their shirt. I hate terrible. that. I hate that. I've been researching like what are like the non, and I I don't know if it's setting spray or I've, I can't figure out how mm. to get your makeup to not transfer. Yeah, it's just not possible. Like, yeah, or else it wouldn't come off. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what are your favorite, favorite beauty products? Okay, favorite beauty products. Let's see. Well, first of all, I love like a little brow filler. Okay, what brow? You have great brows. What brow filler do you use? I, I use um, Chanel. Oh, fan. You're, see, you're La Mer, Chanel. You're I like do. a luxury <laughs> beauty girl. Okay. And then I also like NARS. Okay. And then, you know who else has a good one? Benefit, because they have the little kit, mm-hmm. the brow kit. So you yep. can wax it down a little, put that on, and then... You know what's crazy? When I do my own makeup, I never use eyeshadow. And yeah. so I just started using Pat McGrath has like this eyeshadow palette. That palette. Is it the Mothership one? Yes. I have that. Incredible. And I love... You want to hear... So here was, is great about Pat McGrath. Is that I was talking about her one day, right? Just because she is a black woman yep. who is killing it killing in it. the beauty industry. And Billion I don't feel like company. people give her enough credit for that. They don't. So I was talking about her one day and her publicist happened to be in the car. Somebody that worked for her. Okay. And she like sent me a message and was like, hey, we want to send you some products. Yes. I was like, yes, Pat McGrath. And they oh sent me something. They said stuff for Charlamagne and Envy's wives also. So, so I nice. love that Mothership palette. That's it's amazing gorgeous. to me. And that's what really got me to start using, you know, eyeshadow yep. at all when I start using my, doing my own makeup. Yes. Um. So I'm a fan of that. Yes. That's a great um, palette. Yes. And then under eye concealer, I like Bobby Brown. Okay. Under eye concealer. It's like a stick. Yep. I that know I exactly use. The I'm one. not a beauty expert, but no, no, no. it's a I stick know, that I use. Mean. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as lip color, I love the NARS pencils. Oh, like the fat pencils? Yes. yes. I love that. Yes. And NARS also has an eyeliner that I like that has like, it's black, but it has like glitter. Oh, I don't yeah, even know Yeah, it's like a gold glittery one. black okay. one. One of the things that you talked about, I think it was maybe an interview with Premium Pete, but I was like, I identify. You were saying how you hate when your lips are dry. Like mm-hmm. you cannot. Funct- I have to sleep with Vaseline or something next to yes. my bed or some type of lip stuff. Okay. The product that you need to get, do you know Laneige? They have mm-hmm. this lip sleeping mask. It is a game changer. Oh, I will get that. You need to get that. It's Please. like Vaseline on steroids. Okay, I'm into it. Yes, your <laughs> lips will never be dry again. What about your biggest beauty mistakes? Biggest beauty mistakes, I think not blending right. Okay. I think that's everyone. Yes. It happens to all of us. You, you know, when you look at the edge of your face or like, like by your hairline and you're like, why am I different color here? <laughs> I know. I know. Also, I would love to know how to contour and I do not know how to contour. I feel like it's fine to not know how to contour because it's like so over. Like, I feel like people are just contouring day in and day out. 
I just have like a chubby face. No, you so don't. So I, I do. I've always, since I was a little girl, and I'm not mad at it, but you know, I would love to be able to contour and I can't do that myself. Yeah. Okay. So that's an, a huge mistake. I think getting lash extensions when I get them, I do not refill them. Yeah. So there'll be like three hanging on for dear life and. You know, that's a mistake that I make because I'm very lazy when it comes to that. Like I get yeah. my lash extensions and then I had to stop because it was getting so addicting for me. I love it. Like I love it when I have to travel and I know I'm going on vacation. Yeah. Just get your lash extensions. I don't know how to put on lashes. Oh, yeah. No, neither do I, I can't put on lashes. So that's why that's helpful to me. When we go on the lip service tour, I'm like, I'm gonna get lash extensions and braids. Because yes. I want to be able to just get up. Get up and go. And go. And yeah. I think lashes makes such a huge difference. They absolutely do. Like even if, you, and what's great about lash extensions is you don't need any type of eyeliner. You don't no, have to do anything. Nothing. Just put a little tinted moisturizer. Your lash extensions is on and a, a pop of color on your lips and that's True. it. I feel like it damages your natural eyelashes. I think if you go to somebody who's really, really good, good, like my lash extension girl, Rochelle, she's amazing. Really? Yeah. And I like my lashes. These are, oh, well, no, I have on fake lashes right now, but my real lashes, like it's hasn't damaged mine at really? all. Really? Okay. Yeah. The lash gallery. That's promising. No, she's great. What about, what are your other beauty treatments you like? You do facials. You, mm-hmm. Do you do any like body things like massage? Or... I get massages like every month. Really? Because you run also, right? Yes. So, you know, it's crazy. So I did a run on Sunday. Yes. I run with Yee in Prospect Park. And then I had my masseuse come to the house. That was like the perfect Sunday. Oh, amazing. That sounds I went great. for my run and then I went and got some I went to the store, got some sweats at Westack Ivy, went to my juice bar, went home, and then I went to go eat at Brooklyn Chop House, and then my masseuse came over. I was like, this was the best day. Best. That sounds like a perfect day. Ever. And honestly, like having a masseuse come to your house can be che- is a lot cheaper than sometimes really? going to the spa. Mm-hmm. Do you use a service or? No, I just know this guy that's like amazing. And really? he was referred to me by my last girl, okay. Rochelle. And he's like, honestly, Shalik is his name. And he is like a physical therapist. Really? And he got every single knot out of my back. And I really? had just ran. So he's like, oh, your legs are tight. I was like, I just ran. He just stretches, all of that. Amazing. So you're in a relationship. Yes. From, from what I gather, I know you're very private about that. I'm married. My mm-hmm. husband is Turkish, very different culture. He does not approve of me getting massages by men. And I'm like, that's <laughs> crazy because it's not a sexual thing. And he's a like, a lot of guys have an issue with it. He's that. like, it's a man rubbing down your naked body. Like, why would I be okay with that? And I'm like, I just, I feel like a massage isn't sexual. Does he get massages from women? He, of course. He only gets massages okay, so from women. Silly. Exactly. I know. This is a big, so is this that is big, sexual to him? This is the big debate we get in all the time. And I'm like, if it's a sexual thing, then what if the woman's a lesbian? Or right. Like, if it's a gay man, like, and I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And I think that unless he's going to say, I'm only getting massaged by men. Which he would never do. So. I know. It is what it is. I and know. if a, a great massage is a great massage, like. Exactly. And sometimes men are stronger. Like mm-hmm. you want that deep tissue yeah. experience. And listen, like, I definitely feel like, like my boyfriend, actually he's okay with it because I think if you do sports or anything like that, right. you're used to a guy being like a physical therapist and stretching you out and doing all of those things. So exactly. people have to stop that. Like, I know. A, a great massage is a great massage. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to play this clip for him and he'll... he'll yeah, he'll no happy it. ending here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So has running and doing all of the great stuff you do with your, like your juice bars, have you seen it make a really big difference in your skin and the way that you look? Yeah, I think running is great because like I said, I do have like a chubby face and I could tell like, look, every single month, yeah. people on Twitter think I'm pregnant or on Instagram. Oh, because it's that time of the month? Yes. 
I'm I'm there now. And I, <laughs> what is it about getting your period that makes you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm ugly. Like I was cute and now I'm not. Like, because it may like you get a ev- pimple. Everything. And then you also, I get cravings. Oh yeah. Um, my diet is out the window. Yeah. You're like, and then you excuse it because you're like, well, I'm about to get my period. <laughs> <laughs> all the excuse. You're like, I'm not going to work out. I'm going to eat all this crap. And you get bloated. It is what yeah. it is. So every month people be like, Angela Yee is pregnant. Like oh on the, God. on blogs, they'll be like, she's having, a, I'm like, come on, y'all stop it. <laughs> You know, so, uh, yes. So I think that diet matters so much because I try to be more aware of it now. Like, okay, yeah. let me not go crazy just because, you know, every month I'm like, yes, I could pick out because I'm getting my period. Right. But the running definitely helps. I remember there was a point in time I did this competition, right? This running competition. And it was like Nori. Who else was doing it? I think it was like Slim Thug. Oh, my God. It was a whole thing that they did. And I was on Nori's team. Every single morning, he was so annoying. He'd be like, did you run yet, sis? I'm like, dude, I'm at work. Like, (laughs) no, I didn't run yet. But I lost so much weight during that. I was running like seven miles a day. Really? See, I need to get into running. I'm very competitive. Mm, Me too. So the way that it worked was each team, like whoever had the most miles on the team, the whole team would win. And so it came down to the last day. It was a month-long competition. So every month we were all like trying to put up our numbers, put up our numbers. Because to me, like if we're on a team together to do something, I got to win. Right. Of course. And so... So it came down to the last day and it looked like we were about to lose. And then someone on our team put up a whole bunch of numbers at once. And at the last minute we won. And nice. I just remember like I lost so much weight during that time. Yeah. And so running is great. Like if you want to do some cardio, lose weight, but I'm not great at strength training. Oh, like weightlifting? Like I hate lifting weights. I feel I- like that's easier for me than running. And a lot of people feel like that. Yeah. Like, but I am not trying to lift. No, my upper body is so weak. But you can get, you can, that's, that's easy to improve. Like, like when you do the machines and you have to like, can you do push ups? I can do like 10 push ups at a time. Okay. That's good. <laughs> that's good. But when I have to lift those weights and do, I could do like 10 pounds. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it is a struggle for me. My upper body is so weak, but there's times that I've gone really hard at working out and doing that and I see the difference right. and I can, you know, but I just I don't like it. I know. I feel like once you get into it, you're into it and you're yeah. in this. Like, I'm trying to get back into like the being really good about the gym, eating really healthy. I'm just, as I just mentioned, it's my period week. I'm just like, <laughs> just all out. throw it all away. But that's because <laughs> the, the healthiest people are consistent. Yeah. No. And, but you know what? The healthiest people also know that every now and then you can treat yourself. Right. Too. Right. And I think that's good. It's just to know, like, I'm going to have dessert, but I'm not going to eat the whole thing. And right. that's another trick that I do is that I don't eat the whole thing Ooh, like if i know taste. yeah if i know that like this isn't really the best for me i'll be like all right i mean half and take half home see the thing is i'm like such a sugar addict that once i get I'm a sugar addict once too. i get a I little taste dessert. it's like in my like bloodstream and i'm like i need more i love dessert anybody will tell you that i'm like addic- if i could eat dessert and nothing else for the it's rest same. of my life i would do that have you ever gone sugar-free no nope. so i did it for i did i lasted three weeks <sighs> i felt like a different person. Like I felt like, wow, I have so much more energy. Like I could, and I would look at a cupcake and I'd be like, that looks, and this was now two and a half years ago. It feels mm. like a distant memory, but it made a huge difference, but I just can't get back there. Cause I just love dessert. You know what? It's crazy. I did a two week fast where I didn't, you didn't eat, eat anything, nothing. All I had was water and coconut water. For oh two my weeks. God. That reminds me. Remember like in like the early 2000s when Beyonce was doing that lemonade, uh, everybody uh, was cayenne, doing that. Yes. And then everyone did it. Okay, that's crazy though. Yeah, and I think... Did you feel lightheaded and Sometimes, that's when you drink the coconut water. 
You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. That's the best one. But I will say what it did teach me was that a lot of times we eat when we're not hungry. True. And it helped me not do that so much anymore because when you are, and, um, I think it helped me change my taste buds too. Mm -hmm. So that I think was the, the catalyst for me saying, okay, I don't have to eat all this food just because it's on my plate. Yeah. I'm going to eat until I'm not hungry anymore. And also I'm not going to eat when I'm not hungry because sometimes socially we go out to eat. And we're like, I got to order some food. Or you feel like, I don't want to sit here and everyone else is eating and I'm not. Right. Or you feel like I have to get a drink. Right. Because. Everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So it really helped me with that. Okay. I could see that. Mm -hmm. And it helped me also like foods that I normally don't like afterward because everything felt so like. Nourishing. You had to, when you finished the two week fast, and I did this with the detox now. Okay. Dot com. When you finish that fast, they give you a list of foods you can eat because you have to wean yourself back. Slowly reintegrate. Onto the food. So, you know, and a lot of things that we eat cause health problems for us. Absolutely. So I think this is a great way to reset your body because then your body's not working so hard to break down these things that Mm. you're not supposed to be eating. That's a great point. That's Mm -hmm. a great point. Okay. Before we wrap up, there's something that I have to ask you because I know you do, in addition to your crazy day job, you do like 10 other things. Mm-hmm. You're doing real estate property investment. You're doing, yes. you have your juice bar, you're doing your run stuff. You're also doing all of these great like brand, like branded content things. You have your podcast. <laughs> you have so much going on. Do you see a therapist? No, I've never done that. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. All the therapists that you talk to on the show and everything, you've never seen one? I think that I get that people are saying like, this is great. Everyone should do that. Yeah. But I feel pretty good. Yeah. Like, you I know what you. I mean? I think that I communicate with my friends so much. I communicate with right. my boyfriend every right. day. And I also feel like I am like a genuine person. You so don't I feel don't, like you need it. Yeah. I, I've never felt like low. Like there's times in my life where I I think like how I give advice, I give myself advice mm. too. Interesting. You're like your own therapist. Right. So <laughs> I'm very practical. I'm okay. a Capricorn. Okay. So I'm a really practical person. So I think even when I'm feeling down, I it's always for a rational mm-hmm. reason. Yep. And I can always say, okay, it's okay for me to not feel good right now yep. because you're going through this. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get over it. And I always do. Yep. I just don't think that you need like an outside perspective. Right. I, I feel really great about like a lot of things that are positive in my life. Yes. Okay. I agree with you and I felt it the exact same way, but the company I work at now, we have free like mental health counseling. Like mm-hmm. you basically, you never see a bill. Well, I heard don't have that. 
Right. So I was like, okay, you know what? Let me just try this because everyone says uh-huh. to do it. I don't even know what I have to talk about. And the thing that I had been examining and really trying to figure out is like, why do I, on top of my full-time job, feel the need to do the absolute most mm-hmm. and fill all of my free time with new projects? And, right. and what it came to, and maybe you're just already here, she basically said, why are you comparing yourself? Because I was like, some people just go come to work at nine and leave at five and that's mm-hmm. enough for them. And why can't it be enough for me? And she was like, why are you worried about what other people do you're different right you need more to feel fulfilled so just embrace that so that's something that i've been trying to work out just like why do i always like try to do the absolute most mm-hmm. but it seems like you're at peace with that yeah i mean and i know why i do the absolute why most. do why do you do the absolute most well because <laughs> i think i didn't have much mm. before and i think for a lot of people we're nervous like i'm mm. nervous about what's going to happen when i retire mm-hmm. am i going to be okay you know i don't want to have to work for the rest of my life i think about all of those things mm-hmm. because my parents still work right. you know full time and not because they love it right but because there's bills you got to pay right. the house isn't even paid off we right. got things to do and i'll tell my parents like yo you guys let me do this let me do and they don't want me to do anything mm. and i have to like force it you know oh they don't want to accept money from you no Wow. I mean, they're like my mom. I'll take her on vacation. I bought my dad a car. Like they'll, yeah. and now my dad's like, "Oh, you bought that car three years ago. I need a new one." I'm like, "Relax." <laughs> but you know, they'll let me do things like that. But I'm like, "Yo, let me help you guys." Like, I love redesigning. Like, I love interior decoration. I know your house I love is home beautiful, renovation, by the way. <laughs> and I just bought a condo in Williamsburg. Like, I love doing all those things. I'm like, let me help with the house. I enjoy mm-hmm. it, and they won't let me. They're mm-hmm. like. My parents are like hoarders too. They have so much stuff in the house that I'm like, y'all have to get rid of some of this stuff. Yeah, it's hard. And so I think, you know, that's a struggle for me as far as thinking about the future okay. and wanting to be okay and not wanting to feel like I have to work. I never want to feel like even at iHeart, I don't want to feel like I have to be here because mm. I have to pay these bills. Right. You want to be beyond just the right. breakfast club. And I do feel good enough to know that like if that didn't work out for whatever reason, I feel good um, enough to know that I have a lot of got other 12 things, things to yeah. fall back on. Yeah. And people that know Angela is great at what she does. She's reliable. She's on time every day. She goes above yeah. and beyond. We would love to have her here. Like, I feel yeah. like if that didn't work out, there would be. Oh, and I think that's what we all should strive for in our workplace instead of thinking like this is it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can come to work every day and complain and not like it. But if you don't make that change at some point, nobody wants to hear it anymore. You right. don't even want to hear it anymore. Right. And so my job, like I love what I do. Yes. And that's cool. But I don't want to feel like I'm locked in because of necessity. Right. You don't have any other options. Right. Like when it's time to negotiate, you don't want to be like, right. What are y'all going to give me? You want to be like 12 other people came to me in the last month and this is what they offered. So what are you guys coming with? Exactly. And be dead serious and dead ready. Like, okay, I'm walking away because that's what happened at serious. I was like, Mm. all right, y'all can't do that. I got to go. Yeah. Wow. Last question. I ask all of my guests this question. When do you feel the most beautiful? When do I feel the most beautiful? Uh, I would say probably after I run. Really? The yeah. endorphins are going. You're sw- you have that glowy sweat. That glisten. <laughs> and you look like you done did something. Right. I think I'm such a sweat type of girl. Okay. You know, but then I also do feel glamorous on the rare occasions that I get dressed up. Yeah. I think that's nice too. Like when I'm dressed up because I don't do that very often. And yeah. So you can go either way. Yeah, I think it's either like the, it's the extremes. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for being on Naked Beauty. I we have a little bit of rosé left, so we'll cheers oh, with yeah, what we have less. Yes, we're in the same place. I know. Thank you so much. This it's seriously. called mirroring. Mirroring, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really, Thank you really for appreciate having me. it. I asked you. I said, "Ah, oh, Brooke, when are you gonna have me on the show?" I know, but I, I mean, you. I know, but I'm like, well, why would Angela want to be in my little show? But I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 